0: Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, October 31st. Happy Halloween, everyone. All right, I'm done talking about Halloween. You guys know I don't like it. So uh, I hope that you guys have a great Halloween. Um brush your teeth and floss and be very careful about those caramels. They can really wreak havoc on your teeth. Um, And I hope you take lots of fun pictures for your kids. If you want to share photos of your dogs, don't forget we've got the furry friends section of the website and I've been really remiss in plugging that, but thank you for the ones who have sent that anyway, go to the website, jillonmoney.com click the contact us button, which you can use to ask us your questions And if you'd like to join us on the air live, just check the box that says you want to come on the air live. And while you're on the website, don't forget, you can actually subscribe to the weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday. There's a lot of free stuff. And if you've got, let's say, about mm, 60 bucks extra in your life. There are two things you can do. You can subscribe to our service, Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars for a full year and lots of cool bonus content, video interviews that we do with notable authors and interesting folks. And you can also buy my book, The Great Money Reset, Change Your Work, Change Your Wealth, Change Your Life. You think I got that outro just out of thin air? No, I wrote a whole book and it's based on my conversations with you guys. Really what that book is about is what this show is about, which is When you're looking to reset your life in some way, whether large or small, you might need a little advice. And since I am a certified financial planner and so is Mark, we like to give you that advice. Today, we're on the line with Steve from Connecticut. Hey, Steve. How are you?
1: Hey, Jill. Great. How are you and Mark?
0: Uh, Doing well. What can we do for you, man?
1: Well, um, actually, I am approaching hopefully retirement. Um, I will be 60 soon. And uh, we're trying to determine whether we have enough assets to continue to live the way we have been without running out of money.
0: I hate running out of money. It's one of my least favorite things that can happen in life. Steve, um, you said you are turning 60 soon and you said a we. So is there a partner out there?
1: Uh, Yes, my wife. And how old? Uh, She is seven years younger. So she's currently 52. Okay. Can and have- also, I'm supposed to, she is the one who is an avid uh, listener to your program.
0: Um, I love her for that. And I wish we were talking to her. So thank you, wife of Steve, of Steve, like um, Handmaid's Tale. No, you're not like that, right? You don't make her wear that weird costume anyway. So Steve, are you guys both working? Uh, yes. Tell me about the income.
1: Uh, my income currently is about 185 uh, wow. hers is about 55 so pull in the largest chunk, which is why we're kind of trying to to decide whether it's something we could give up. Right.
0: And when you are putting that money, uh, you know, to work for you, are you using a retirement plan, a brokerage account? Tell us a little bit about your savings habits.
1: Yes. So we definitely try to save uh, as much as we can live within Mm -hmm. our means. So we've never had an issue about running out of money before, which is, positive, but also on the downside is we probably haven't managed the assets as well as we should have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say we definitely have 401k. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say the total between all of our 401ks is about 1.3 million. Okay. Um, We have small broths, it's about 175,000 and those were taken out like 20 years ago when we had the ability to – our incomes were lower, so we had the ability to kind of put a little extra in besides mm-hmm. just like the 401ks. Mm-hmm. Um, then our our kind of cash position. So we have another about half million in stocks. Um,
0: straight up stocks or like are we talking right. mutual ETFs. funds? Yeah, ETFs. no.
1: It's, it's almost – well, I would say it's probably 60% ETFs and then we have like maybe – 10 different names in some stocks
0: like Um, is this a little bit of like the fun money account a little bit not totally
1: yeah it it goes i mean most of the names go back like over 30 years ago when i first started working and then i thought it'd be fun so i went out and bought you know like disney because i like disney
0: and Mm. you know bought that seemed like a very good idea until this year so half a million in a brokerage account and what about just plain old cash in the bank
1: uh we have another million in cash cash about in like CDs and and high yield money markets, but that's always been sort of my wife's always been sort of unhappy about like oh we should put more in the market more in the market and let's just say we haven't had the best timing of when we buy things in the market. Nor
0: FYI, who does? There's yeah. like it's like always by accident. Even, I love your wife. I even love games, she's like, right? Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah. You know, once again, for every you know for every Starbucks, I also bought a Lucent back in. Oh,
0: God. Remember Lucent? Yeah, that's remember cute. Lucent. Remember exactly. Lucent? No one
1: knows them today because they're not around. But, All right. So um. therefore, that's that put fear in us 20 years ago, right? Uh-huh. About, oh So- as a result, we've kind of shied away from more
0: into the market. Well, Um, when you say we, I think you mean you, because she is not so shy. Well,
1: she, she, once again, she listens to your web podcast. She also, you know, I would say 20 years ago was looking at, you know, a number, you know, once again, the television shows, right. That are on like CNBC and, and different um, kind of publications out there, Motley Fool and so on. Yeah, And, you know, she, she had kind of followed some advice and to, Into one or two names, which didn't work out either. So that really made us say, uh "Uh-oh, we are just not stock pickers, right?" The whole. Uh, By the
0: way, nobody, nobody is a stock picker. Just let's be clear. All right, let's. I mean Warren Buffett, but he is a you know obviously an infinite time horizon, which makes picking stocks a lot easier. So, all right, Steve, kids or no kids? Uh, two kids. Yep. How old? Uh, nineteen and sixteen. Ooh. Okay. So, what are we doing college-wise? What's happening? The college won't
1: be an issue um, due to dual citizenship. So they have uh, access into um, European colleges that oh won't Oh, my God.
0: The you're, now it's like Mark's ears have just perked up. I don't even I cannot see him, but I know that that's the case. So college, they will be going abroad and getting their free education. Yeah. What about um, your home? Do you own it? Um, we have one home, which is
1: a rental property and we have another home that
0: your primary. What's the primary residence worth? Um, it's about 600,000. Is there a mortgage on it? Uh, yes, it's about 200. What's the interest rate?
1: It's about 4.7, 4.8.
0: Did you buy it recently ish?
1: Um, no, it was bought, let's see, 2000. Two thousand six, I think. End of two thousand six.
0: What about we never refied?
1: It is. My wife handles that, so there's once again, it's it's there's part of it that's under a fixed, and then there's another part that's under a variable. It's a little complicated.
0: Is there a balloon or anything I need to worry no. about in the future? No. No. Okay, great. Okay, next, uh rental property. What's the rental property worth?
1: Uh rental property is worth about the same. 600. Is there a
0: mortgage on that?
1: Almost nothing left. So there's 15 months left. It's 17,000.
0: Tell us a little bit about the property. Let's pretend that the mortgage is gone. What will the cash flow on the rental property look like?
1: Uh, It's uh, 30,000 a year,
0: so 2,500 a month. Okay. And you intend to keep this, right?
1: Yeah, I I think it's good to have sort of, once again, right, if I've got stocks, I've got bonds, I've got cash, I've got real estate is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, She looks at it and, you know, she's there with the the calculator saying, oh, if I look at the value and I look at what we're getting and then that's only a, you know, 4% return and we could sell it and put it into the market. and So, but to me, I want to keep it.
0: All right. Is that a non-negotiable? So should I just, in other words, I don't need to necessarily convince you one way or the other if you're already made your decision.
1: No, once again, everything's always... I think we always, her and I both take everything into consideration, Evan, based on situations and what changes in the the world.
0: Okay, how much longer will your wife work, considering that she's younger? What's the the game plan? Like, what when do you want to be able to you call it quits and she call it quits?
1: Once again, for me, I look and say, "Hey, purpose of work was to earn income to provide a living and." do it as short as period of time as I need to for her I think she says hey once you stop working neither one of us really want her working for the next you know 10 15 years so she's she's looking at about three years
0: down the road about 55 and you want to be like done now or what 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 do you really um, like ideally I can so once again so I have I worked for a firm for about 30
1: years and mm-hmm. I have a pension that's will start when I'm 60. so okay so the uh, pension amount
0: will be how much?
1: Well, okay, that, that has some variable numbers too. So I have um, the main pension itself will be uh forty two thousand a year. And when I say there's variability in that. So because it it is an early retirement, mm-hmm. but I no longer work at the firm, having been at the firm for twenty five plus years, you get what they get this little kicker, which is about another, say, eight thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. up until you're you're about Medicare eligible, so I really look at that and say that's money that they're paying you to buy, you know, health, health insurance. Care. Yep. So, so once again, I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a smaller pension, which you can either take as a lump sum or mm-hmm. you can take, you know, the monthly stream. So the lump sum is ninety five thousand. The monthly stream would be five hundred and sixty five dollars a month. So that would push the forty one up to forty eight.
0: The pensions that you are defining, are they based on your life or a joint and survivor benefit? In other words, if you were to pass yep. away the day after you pulled the trigger, would Correct. your wife get that money?
1: So the larger one, mm-hmm. she would, yeah, it's a 100% survivor. So we had to go through that. We had to go through that selection process earlier in the summer. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that she's several years younger,
0: mm-hmm. uh, because of That's a smart decision. Yeah, Absolutely
1: smart. And, and, the, and the incomes based on what she's been earning, what I've been earning, we said, hey, look- you know, it comes to about 8,000 a year. But the to get, you know, to continue to get the full amount, mm-hmm. versus which is what I gave you, right? That's not, yep. that's not the, yep. full, it's the reduced amount. And for her to get that for what we expect to be many years after I'm gone, one, her being female, and two mm-hmm. being several years younger, that it, mm-hmm. it was the wise choice.
0: Okay, yeah, I agree. So, We've now talked about your pension, your two pensions, the cash flow from the rental property. All of this is great news. How about um, the key question in all of this? How much do you need to live on? Okay.
1: So, yeah, so that's the other one. So looking at sort of the last few years of what mm-hmm. we've been spending, mm-hmm. you know, if I look at the overall expenses come out probably around 90000 a year.
0: And you feel comfortable with that number in terms of does that include? Is that like the bare minimum, or is that kind of like the real number?
1: Well, that's the real number. I mean, that is literally looking at like credit card bills, what's okay. coming out of the bank account, looking at mortgage payment, looking okay. at everything. That's, yeah.
0: that's awesome. When you look ahead at your Social Security, your yeah. full retirement age, let's call it 67, yeah. okay. uh, what does that Social Security benefit look like at 67 for 67, you?
1: 67, it would be 41000 a year.
0: Okay, and then the 70?
1: Would be fifty one thousand
0: are you in a situation just because there's a disparity in the amount of money you earn whereby your social security benefit half of your yes. social security it, benefit it would be me. more than your wife's
1: correct she will she will take the fifty percent of mine
0: good, okay now let's keep going so so the game plan is you're done right this second if you can be right well if you could be, the next if you could
1: several months yes, if I could yes,
0: okay. And your wife would keep working for three more years, right? right. And uh, you'll get paid this extra 8000 on your pension, which, you know, is probably almost enough, but not quite enough for your medical insurance at 65. But remember, you get Medicare at 65. She does not.
1: Correct. Oh, that's okay. correct. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? So, yeah, so we still have to have like enough money to pay for it. So let me just be clear. Your ninety grand a year of expenses, which I, I totally get that. I think we should call it hundred. Just To be safe. And you know, of that, what's nice is that you've got a chunk of money that you can use, the pension income, the two pensions rather, and the cash flow from the rental property. This all makes a ton of sense to me. So what's what is your what do you think is the the core question that we need to help you answer? Because I think you get the sense that you're in pretty good shape. But I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything that's like worrying you.
1: No, well, I think the, th- the thing that worries me is, once again, it's really asset allocation mm-hmm. of the plan. So as as you age, they keep saying, right, if you look at, say, a balanced fund, you should move more into fixed income. If you notice, other than the the, the third of the assets in cash, there's no fixed income and with treasuries and stuff that the market up with the yields as high as they are, mm-hmm. the, the question I had was, should I take either some of that 401k or some of that cash or maybe a mix, mm. move it into treasury bonds, 20, 30 year bonds that are yielding close to 5% mm. and take that income, once again, it's just another income stream Yeah, would supplement a lot of those. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, just to be clear, you don't need that much money to float you. Because again, if I just look at the next 10 years, okay, let's say you're done now. And now your income is 55 grand from your wife for three years. But let's just pretend she retires with you. She's like, "Ah, I don't really want to do it. Okay. So what we know we have is the two pensions and the cash flow from the rental property, right? So all we need to do is for the next 10 years, Use some of your cash to pay your bills, to make up the difference. And what you, you don't have to go out 20, 30 years. You can build a bond ladder of one, three, five, 10-year bonds. That's it. A 10-year is paying almost 5% right now. And that could be the money that you know you're going to need in the future. I would be very comfortable with you saying to me, uh, you know what? Of the million bucks, we're going to take 250 and build a bond ladder. That's going to get us what we need or 300 whatever it is. And that's fine. That is totally fine with me. I don't necessarily think you have to ne- to do anything different with the 401k allocation right now. I'm not even sure you're going to need your 401k. So let me be clear about that. But the question really is, so should I put some of the cash to work in some in a bond ladder? Yeah, why not? Here's the other question I have for you. If your wife is the the sole earner of income, right, and we then add up that you're going to have this other income, right? So right now, even with all that extra income, while your wife is working, and even when she stops working, you're in the 22% tax bracket. I think there is a case to be made for pulling some of money out of that traditional 401k, the $1.3 And using that and paying a 22% tax, you're never going into the 12% bracket. It's impossible with you guys. You have too much income. So, in some respects, I'm fine with getting some of the cash, like, you know, to work and like putting that money aside and making sure you have some cash because who knows, kids, you might need cash. But I really think the source of your extra income should come from the 401k. And I think that you should slowly pull that money out so that you are within the 22% tax bracket, which the top of that bracket is 190, 191 about, okay? Again, this presumes you're not working, right? If that's the case, you could start using the 401k to fund the differential. And then as the money comes out, you can make different choices, but you're gonna spend it. Really, I want you to be able to spend it. But some of that cash should be put to work in either in the form of taking like some chunk of it that would make you feel comfortable, whether it's 250, 300 and buying a bond ladder, creating a bond ladder for yourself, And some other part of it should probably go into your brokerage account because a million bucks is a lot of money to have in cash.
1: Yeah. And that's, oh, absolutely. I said, and that's, that's been, we recognize it. Sometimes we get upset and other times we say, okay, but when we look at what's happened, what if it went down? We're happy we have it today for, once again, what we need. Now, now here's a question because we were thinking almost exactly what you had said, which was, hey, how do we do that drawdown today before that? Social Security kicks in that puts us up towards the 24% bracket. And once again, if rates even were to change in the next 10 years. What about the thought too? Is we were trying to say, how can we get money out of that pre-tax 401k? Can we, you know, how do we move stuff? And we would love to, if we can, move money out, pay tax, and then into like an after-tax IRA and then shift it into a Roth to get future growth.
0: Why do you need the Roth? Who cares? Who cares? You don't have to convert it because you like your cash, right? Don't you like your cash? It's That's your comfort? You pull the money out of the 401k because you're over 59 and a half and you can take as much money as you want. You pull the money out, you either live on it or take a little bit and add it to your brokerage account. I don't see why we would soak up the liquidity of your cash right now with a conversion. I think you can get a lot of money out of that 401k over the next 10 years. Because remember yes, we have your wife's income, but only for so long. And then we have your sources of income, which is kind of going to let you take out 50, 60 grand a year out of that 401k and stay in the 22% tax bracket. Take the money out, pay the tax, put the money, either use it or put it in the brokerage account. That's it. Done. Are you managing all the money in that brokerage account yourselves? Like, you know, you said, oh, we have bad market timing, but do you, do you feel comfortable doing this yourself as long as you stop futzing around with stocks?
1: Yes. Um, I mean, today, it's it's a traditional, they're all traditional 401ks, whereas, you know, you have a choice of six or seven different mutual funds that are offered by the firm. And I would like to, you know, I think both of us, we would like to consolidate those um, into one and kind of get out of mutual funds and just put them into traditional like ETFs because the okay. expense
0: ratios are much lower. Yeah, I mean whatever. An index fund or an ETF is the same expense ratio, but don't don't worry about that. Don't cause a tax event for that. This is what I want you to do. We have we're coming into the last two months of the year. I want you to really look at that brokerage account and I want you to take the losses as you think about reallocating right now. I really want you to take these losses. So, take the losses and maybe there's a gain that you want to take against the loss. Just don't don't let it don't let a good loss slip away from you. It's good to have it. Use it, move on. That's what every like smart investors who want to take advantage of the tax code are like, Oh good, there's a loss. Let me take that. Let me take a gain. And now let me see where do I stand? That's what you should be doing at the coming into the end of the year. And by the way, all that cash you have is generating tax liability also. So maybe when I said, you know, a one, a three, a five and a 10 year, you may want, you live in the state of Connecticut. It has a high tax rate. You may want to also look just in case. So you have it a comparison of what it would look like to be in a municipal bond as well. Not that you should be because your tax bracket's about to go down, but you should at least look at it just in case, just to have the comparison. Okay. Now, by the way, last but not least, um, with your two kids and their dual citizenship and their smart stuff and everything, if there is some sense that, you know what, uh, we actually want like, oh my God, My kids are settling in Paris because that would be a good place to settle. Um, And they love it there. And you want to, you can always sell your rental property. You can always sell, you have houses, you have assets, you know, you've got uh, a million dollars of real estate equity right now. And you know what? You can do whatever you want with that. Don't forget that as time goes by, because it may give you some options in the future as well. What else you got for me?
1: That was, once again, you made me feel much more comfortable. That, yes, we can kind of execute the plan that we had been thinking of. And once again, right, we're never saying that we wouldn't continue to do some form of work or volunteer or something like that. It was more the the do we need to. Versus yeah. To.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm totally with you. I'm with you. You're in great shape. Make sure you got your estate documents. Um, and give us a holler back if you need anything else, okay? Great, sure. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. If you, like Steve, are thinking about these questions about the future and how you fund gaps and when it's smart to take money out of retirement accounts or not, give us a holler. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Do let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live because we love it when you come on the air live. It's so much fun. Okay, do me a favor. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.